<laughs> We've hit record, Katrina. Okay. This We're is ready. real. This is real. Our first <laughs> podcast, uh, March 19th, 2023. It is. Yes. Welcome to yes. our very first episode of the podcast called When the Session Ends. Ding. Thank you. I like that intro every free time. <laughs> I love it. I, so, okay. Like I was telling you earlier, I was like developing, uh, developing a tagline. Mm-hmm. And it sucked. So I just want to know what this podcast is to you. Okay. And then I'll kind of fill you in on what it is to me. Okay. Should we introduce take a ourselves? Mo- yeah, take a moment to introduce ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, you go. So I'll go first. Um, my name is Katrina Harris. I am um, Professor Emerita from UNLV. I retired in 2021. Um, I started my uh, official counselor journey in April of 2020 during the pandemic. Um, I have a certification in life coach. I have a certification in hip therapy um I think that's about it please I, stop please yeah. stop <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> and the list goes on and on and on and on no it doesn't mm-hmm. it ends right there it does um but yeah so that's a little bit about my qualifications um I grew up in Las Vegas moved away lived in the Midwest for a while uh had had a, had a kid and came back and had another kid and have been in Las Vegas since then. Um, and so my my counseling journey is, is probably very different from Heather's journey. Um, I worked in several different places before I found my home at UNLV in the counselor education program. I have my master's degree in school counseling. And then I was convinced by another professor, esteemed professor at the time, who was no longer with us, to uh, go ahead and pursue my, my PhD, which I did. So I have my PhD in educational psychology with an emphasis in school counseling. And then I started teaching part-time for the counselor education department in 20, 2000, I'm sorry, 2009. And then I became full-time in 2011. And an unequivocal badass. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to follow that. <clears throat> Hello, my name's Heather. I feel small. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Um, yeah, I don't do any of that. Uh, basically, I'm Heather. And I, uh, I'm i a clinical, officially, clinical professional counselor without the I. Yes. No intern. Yeah. Congratulations, Heather. Oh, yeah. Feels good. Feels good. Um, yeah, background from Georgia, you'll hear it, you don't even have to ask, it's from the South, obviously. Um, and so the first thing I wanted to start with is actually the reason this podcast happened. Yes. (laughs) Finally, yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, finally, because, okay, so I had the, I was like, in the zone, and I was texting you, the best person I knew, funny, oh, talented, you. all the things. Like you're the, you know, colleague, best person that could do this with me. 
I needed a partner. And so I text you. You're like, I'm on board. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in the zone. Like, here's my business idea. And da, 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 da. Affiliate marketing. Ding, you know. Um, And then uh, you made it happen. (laughs) No, you made it happen. No, ma'am. And this is what I want to say because I was like, I told you, like we were talking earlier, I said, hmm, what the hell am I doing? I'm an introvert. Like me and you talking, fine. Right. When I think other people are going to be listening in, oh, buddy. I was like, this is not my thing. not my thing. What's not going to happen? And Katrina, begrudgingly maybe sometimes, yes. made it happen. She's like, when are we doing this? I'm like, I don't know. Never. And it's happening because of you. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I give you all the credit because we're in this space. We're in this beautiful space. And so I thank you for this opportunity to do this bo- podcast. Well, thank you. I'm going to go ahead and get teary now. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, here comes Biggles, our tech guy. Yes. Welcome. Come on in. Biggles, the tech guy. Did you hear that from the outside? So much for soundproofing. I think we're, I think we're doing it. Okay. So we'll call Biggles back in when needed. Thanks so much. Bye. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's great when your tech guy, tech guy is cute. He's not my tech guy, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> he's very open with things. I, you know? He's very open. My husband would probably have some things to say about maybe. that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know maybe. your husband, but I'm sure there's some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he very much, uh, he enjoys you a lot. So he, I think he, he has been more, sorry, I was away from the mic, uh, Maybe more excited than I have for this thing. He's oh, so cool. excited. He's super stoked. Cool. So we'll see how it turns out. But so, so we've, you know, when the session ends, that's the podcast. But our first episode was you. You decided the topic here, right? I think I did. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, imposter syndrome as a counselor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, as a counselor in training as a student, or even as a counselor as an intern, a CPC intern. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the things that we feel going into this field and thinking about, okay, now I'm, I'm immersed in this stuff and I'm seeing clients. Is it everything I thought it was going to be. And if it is, that's great. If it isn't, what is that all about? What does that look like? Which I'm really interested to hear from you. Um, So therefore, the first episode name of the the name of the first or I guess title, I guess you would say is 40 year old intern. Love it. Yes, I love it. Because I made it up. And I think I'm funny. I'm not. But yes. I love it. I think people will get that. I, I think so it takes too. a long time. <laughs> it takes a long freaking time, especially if you, if you move from state to state. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. What is it what we thought it would be? Mm-hmm. And so just to preface, you know, what we're about to say is this is like a spot for me to have a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And to be more authentically myself, because I am with you, say, more than other people right. or clients or whomever. Right. And that's going to be part of it. We're going to talk about topics and things like that. Yes, but this is kind of behind the scenes for me and gives me that outlet to really speak about things that people are already asking questions about, clients mm-hmm. and therapists alike. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, right? Right. 
Or, um, or asking or saying those things that people want to say, yeah. but they never say it out loud. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're here to do that. We're here to rant. I will cuss a lot. Yeah. I plan on it. And uh, that's really how we're going to go about mm-hmm. this. Is that okay with you? That's okay with me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you then. So what do you think? Is it what is what is it what you expected? Okay, well, I guess I should start off by saying that when I became a, a, a clinical professional counseling intern, intern. I started off. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's the only shit I've got on you. That's you right. <laughs> I'm an intern all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off with my own private practice and working for an agency. And I did it that way because I was eager to get my uh, hours as an intern because we have to get 3,000 clinical hours um, and that can take as long as necessary uh, within reason. Especially because it has to be divided 50, you know, the divisions of where you need to get those hours to. Right, right. So I started off in private practice and with an agency and I did that for uh, about a year, and and I was also working full time at the same time. Uh, I should say, unfortunately, but fortunately, because of the pandemic, I was working at home, so I was seeing all of my clients virtually, in between teaching my classes and att- attending meetings at UNLV. You're so lazy. Yeah, I, <laughs> so lazy. I'm not an overachiever at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, with that said, when I first started seeing clients, my initial reaction after my first client was, oh my God, this is so different than what I've been teaching my students. Mm. Because I've been teaching my students in the counselor education program at UNLV how to be either school counseling, um, how to, how, uh, sorry, let's backtrack, how to be school counselors or how to be clinical mental health counselors. Mm -hmm. And it was so different than what I have taught them. In what way? Um, Ways. (laughs) I would say the first thing I would tell students, we have this class, which is kind of like a a pre-counseling class, Mm -hmm. and one of their assignments is to record a session um, with another student acting as a client, mm-hmm. and they can't ask any questions. Wait, what? Can't ask any questions. And they have to use those Carl Rogers client Unconditional, focus, positive uh, right, regard. Right, not asking I'm be a lot a soft of questions. For you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Re- yeah. You know, reflecting content, reflecting feeling. Um, unconditional, positive regard, all of that, non-judgmental Empathy. attitude. We're so we're and by the way, let's just go ahead and put it out that we're gonna be judgmental here, right? Because right. that's the real, that's the real <laughs> because world. Because that's the real, real. Exactly. Um, and when I started seeing my first my first clients, I was like, oh wow, I asked a bunch of questions, and and uh, the reason for that was because I was doing an assessment the very first session, so you have to ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. Um, but what I did was eventually I learned 
how to get into that Carl Rogers client-centered or person-centered mode and do more reflection of feeling, reflection of content. It didn't come natural to me. No, he's really good at that. He's really great at that. Um, But it didn't come natural to me, so I had to really work on that. That's what I would say was the hardest part. Is is not asking as many questions. Not asking a lot of questions. Because being curious is half of what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I was taught, too, is you can't be an interrogator. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. Because that's what it ends up feeling like, right? Because right. you do have, especially if you're working and there's third-party billing, mm-hmm. a certain pre- you know, notions that you – rules that you have, standard operating procedures, mm-hmm. if you will, you have to follow. Right. Um. Thank God in private practice, we don't. Right. We don't take insurance and we charge a lot. Just kidding. Right. We're in market. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so like being curious and asking questions when you're truly mm-hmm. interested in what's behind that, right? Mm-hmm. But those mm-hmm. are intake sessions. They have to be what they have to be. They're right. kind of prescribed. It's not like it was when Freud was there, right. you know? Right. It, it's just not the same. Right. You have to follow certain rules. Mm-hmm. Um but that's interesting because when you do those, when I do try to do a summary or reflection or have them reflect, right? Because that's the whole po- the the point of Carl Rogers saying, like, if you don't reflect, you're not going to learn anything. Right. It's very intimate for me. Very. And because here you are putting yourself at risk for some real criticism, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's so. I think we could all actually learn a lesson in that and doing the reflection. I kind of, I feel like I half-assed do it at the yeah. end. It's like, I'm like, all right, so any questions, comments, concerns, reflections, whatever, I'll put it in there, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm very laid back about it, but, and typically it's a no. And I think it's because when he does reflections, it is right in that moment mm-hmm. when it's not the end of the session. It's right. okay. This client said this, and he's, hmm, I wonder, how were you feeling when you said that to me just now? Those are very intimate moments. Very. Yeah. 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 I would have to say, too, that just speaking from experience, being in the moment Hmm. has been one of the hardest things for me to learn how to do. And I've been, I've taught, I taught that to students forever, but for me, it was so hard because I am that person that's always thinking about the next thing yeah. rather than focusing on being in the moment and being present with my client. And that was very hard for me to do. And, and what I mean, by, I guess we should explain what we mean by being present in the moment is, you know, your client is talking and they're telling you their story and you're not trying to think ahead of... About your grocery list. That's right. Or what <laughs> am I... My stomach is growling. What am I going to have for lunch? Or what am I going to have for dinner? Or how am I going to respond to, you know, whatever they're telling it's me? It's a lot. Five clients a day. What do you right, expect after right, even years right, of experience? Right, right. So it's really difficult to be in the moment. And it's so funny because... I was talking to some friends last night, and I don't know if anybody remembers uh, these commercials by uh, the actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I can't remember the name of the the phone, Uh the brand, but it's called the in-between moments, and it's (laughs) capturing those moments 
that are just seem so insignificant, but they add up to be very significant in the grand scheme of things. Oh, and no, I, tell me. Yeah, tell I can't remember the name of the the phone company right offhand. What are the, the silences in between the that are the significant or, points? Or the, the mom who's humming a tune with her kid or the guy who's shooting a basketball hoop and everybody's like, oh, my God, that was awesome. Or the lady who's going to her mailbox and saying, hey, to her neighbor. So true, though. Right, right. And the reason, and I think about that, you're right. Yeah. That is a big deal because um, I had a professor, um, Dr. Gray, Dr. Samantha Gray, shout out. Um, she, well, she was, she was badass, but she, um, she always said, everything is a golden nugget of information. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'll tell clients like, we'll do like homework or whatever right. or between sessions. And I'm like, they're like, well, I'm like, listen, whether you do, or whether you don't, it's going to be information to me. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Yeah. You know, cause we, you know, but that we miss, I feel like we miss so much of that. Right. Right. Because right. we're going by, you know, I guess a background and a certain modality. And then we're working within 10 other modalities you know, because of the training, you, right. you kind of know it all. Like, and it is, it's hard to stay in the moment, in the present mm-hmm. as a person, mm-hmm. as a human being, which you are, mm-hmm. right? Because right. when I step into my quote unquote office, I work from home, so I have a partition that separates, right. you know, I'm trying to save money and all <clears throat> inflation. So right. it is hard to just be human. Mm-hmm. Right, and then take your counseling skills, your training, mm-hmm. and take that and you know infiltrate. So there's human, and then there's that that training. Right, where's the balance? Right, you know, mm-hmm. that's a hard one. That's a that's a really hard one. Yeah, and when I you know I I want to go back and when I was talking about those in between moments. Yes, 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 yes. It's those subtleties that you see with your clients. So I'm really in those moments, I'm aware of their body language. I'm aware of what they're doing when they're telling me something. If they start, if they get teary-eyed, if they start, you know, if they cross their arms or cross their legs. But all sometimes those non-verbals can be very ambiguous. They don't mean a darn thing. They don't mean anything. But sometimes they do mean something. And it's being able to pick up on those little subtleties that that's really um, hard to do sometimes. Well, right. The nonverbals, though, you're right, right? Mm-hmm. 70% of communication. But right. do you call them out? Do you say something sometimes about it? Because that would be mm-hmm. that in process in the moment. Like, I, you know, I saw you do this. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling in this moment right now about right. what I just said right. or what we just had, you know, conversed about? So do you do that? I do that. Yeah. Um, I always ask, sometimes I ask my clients, what are you feeling in your body right now? What's going on in your body right now? And sometimes it's hard for them to process that. Hmm. I think because they, they're, they think it's a trick question sometimes. Yeah. Like well, what, do you, what are you looking for? Emotion versus, right. Yeah, they're trying to, yeah. Like they're trying to decode their therapist. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Why are you asking me what's going on with my body? Because, well, I'm asking because, there's something visceral going on right now, you know, between what you're telling me and what you, your, what's going on with your body, yeah. whether you're crying 
or your body is super tense or your body is super relaxed. Mm -hmm. There's something going on there. No, 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that that's a a novelty on the, the, I guess, a client end. And even us, if we go to see a Mm -hmm. therapist, like we still don't think about, okay, my body sometimes reacts before my brain. Mm -hmm. And so when you're saying, like, I said, I'm like, Focus on the sensation. Like, what's the sensation? Mm-hmm. Is it in your stomach? Is it a color? <clears throat> right. Is it a shape? That kind of thing. Right. Um, but there's, like you said, there's so many subtleties. Mm-hmm. To bring it back around, there's so many subtleties that are not textbook. That are not textbook right? at all. Right. Like, getting right. my master's <laughs> degree and then going out into the real world. I had some really good training at my practicum, so I was lucky. Um, but it's... Just, and that's why we talk about, you know, how we're talking about in the NCMHCE, mm-hmm. the testing, how it wants the textbook, right, answers right. of information gathering. Right. And for those of you who know or don't know, that's um, that's a test that once you pass it and you have your hours, you get your full licensure and you can practice without supervision. Um, but, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Did I leave my thought there? My thought process? Uh. You were listening. Yes, oh my I god! Was. <laughs> I was listening. What were you thinking about, Katrina? I was. Were listening. you thinking about your grocery list? No, I wasn't thinking about my grocery <laughs> list. I was focused on you, for sure. Um, oh, but you were just. Hmm. We were talking about the. Oh, we were talking about the subtleties and the things that you don't learn in your textbook. Yes, that's um, it. When you're getting your master's degree, you did yes, oh, see? I was listening. I- <laughs> yes, you were too closely. Maybe I don't know. I'm old, so the memory it takes a while for the you memory are not to get old. there. <laughs> you should see this woman, y'all. She is not old. Um, but yeah, there's so that's one of the things that I that's different. Uh, that was kind of unexpected for me. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that was unexpected for me, well, kind of expected but unexpected because I was uh, in it at the time was trying not to fix my Mm. client in those moments oh i'm the worst and telling them okay here's what you need to do you drop you're dropping the knowledge yes yes a b c d and what we're taught in our master's degree programs is that you don't give advice because we don't know how to run our own lives so we can't tell you know we don't know how to we can't run other people's lives. We can't tell them what's best for them because we sometimes we don't even know what's best for ourselves. But it's so hard not to try to quote unquote fix it because for some of us that's what we're trained to do. That that's the training mm-hmm. and that's part of the kind of the the catch 22 there, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have this training and you can drop the, all the psychoeducation that right. you want right. and you have the knowledge and you're like Oh my God! Here you are. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I need. What we need to do here. Mm-hmm. Let me get some solution. We're gonna do diaphragmatic breathing and square breathing, right. and then we're gonna go to some exposure and response. You know, whatever. Right. And the thing is, I think I have started to notice if I'm being too much like that, which I I personally know I can be. Yeah. And and I think so. You're an intelligent woman, and we kind of wield that sword, right? Yeah. We're confident in that knowledge. But they'll pull away, mm-hmm. and you'll feel it if you can notice it in your body at the same mm-hmm. time. You'll feel something's amiss, and that's because 
I'll tell myself, bitch, you're talking too much. You're talking too much. You're talking too much. And it's becoming, the session is becoming about you Mm -hmm. and not about your client. Exactly. Because, like, even with all the training and you can tell them things, Mm -hmm. it's still not their world unless you've gotten in their world, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, as you're, the best thing is, I was talking about this earlier. I was getting my hydration done with the IV bag. Yeah. Was it called uh, Prime for Hydration? Yeah, that's a tag there. Okay. If you go there, hash, you're not going to get any discount. Just kidding. Nothing at all. But right. um, I was telling the guy about it. Um, what was I saying again? Uh, this is four glasses of wine. And you were <laughs> talking about We've been the trying IV. to figure out this whole the system IV for bag. a while. Yeah, you're talking about the IV bag. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, there was something before that that was going to make a point. Oh, we we were talking about not. not making the session about <laughs> us and making it about the client. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. Oh, my God. And I sometimes was... we get um, uh, well, we think enthusiastic we know. and we start spouting these great words of we think are words of wisdom and they don't mean anything because we're putting them in a box exactly exactly. and that closes us off and makes us rigid right 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 and so we're not learning anything and when i see them pulling or feel them pulling away Mm -hmm. actually um i'm like ah you need to take a step back Mm -hmm. they do get a little weirded out Mm -hmm. you know when i start to take a step back yeah um because they're like why aren't you jabbing like you usually do? Right. You know? Like, right. no, like, you've grown. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to t- take a step back and you need to develop your own insight and let's talk as real people here. And that's, I guess that's what was the point I was going to make is that progress, when you know you're making progress, right. is when instead of having a very draining session, mm-hmm. they become f- very fulfilling sessions. Very fulfilling sessions. And the client is doing most of the talking. And they're laughing. Right, right, yeah. right. And you're just there as a sounding board. Yeah. And they're able to solve their own problems mm-hmm. in those moments because we're not doing any of the talking. They're doing all of the talking. That's and then they're favorite. realizing, because they're so self-aware at that point, wow, I know exactly what I need to do and how I need to do it. And that's when I'm like, ta-da. <laughs> do you actually do the little, she's got her hand up and like, I know, like, ta-da. ta-da. Ding, ding. <laughs> Sometimes I do that with clients. I'm like, yes, you figured it out. Yes, yes. Oh, it, and it's hard. Not When that happens and mm-hmm. you're so proud, mm-hmm. number one, not to be like, I'm proud. Because, like, they did the work. Right, they did the work. But, like, we really did work, too. Mm-hmm. We did work, Trina. Yeah, we, like, did. we did. We did. But and I always so, give it, I always give the, the praise to my clients. Of because, course you give the right. praise to your client. I do, right. too. right. But I fucking did work. Right. I did. A lot. To the point where That's sometimes right. I just lay face front in my bed. And I, you know, yeah. don't even under the covers. I yeah. got to sleep because I'm so drained. That's true. Because what people don't understand as a counselor is like when the session ends, the session ends, but then sometimes we take this stuff home and we continue to think about these clients mm-hmm. and we continue even, you know, I sometimes I, I lay in bed and I'm like, oh my God, did I say the right thing? Did, should I said this instead of this? Should I have not confronted my client and taken a step back? And, and it's a lot of mental it's energy. It's a lot of mental energy. So we do we do do a lot of work. <laughs> like we're spacing that out. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. We Whether, do. And you know, like it's intense because these are not. This is not like 
you're not checking books. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're you're looking at lives mm-hmm. and souls, you know. Right. And so we do think about it and it attaches to us. Mm-hmm. Right. And this, these are human beings in front of us. These mm-hmm. are not uh, people that we've read about in a textbook. And so, some case, Sally has. Yes, yeah, yeah, Sally. Sally. It's always it's Sally. Sally. Or like it's Jim or John. Sally, Jim or John <laughs> presents with XYZ. And so, you're going to use CBT, cognitive uh-huh. behavior therapy, or you're going to use um, uh, existential therapy, or you're going to l- use solution focused. Uh, techniques. It's not about that. It's about really getting to know your clients and not, again, going back to that, you know, not trying to fix them. It's about getting to know your clients and letting them tell their story. Mm-hmm. And sometimes telling that story takes a while. It could take one session or it could take four or five sessions for them to tell that story. Oh, more. And it's, or more. And it's about being patient. Yeah, and I like I call it. You call it being patient. Mm-hmm. Call it sitting in the pocket. Right. And sit sitting in that pocket is really hard. And trusting the process, which is what I've taught my students forever, and what I was taught was to trust the process. That may be the the name of our next episode is yes. trust the process. Trust the process, and that'll yeah. be for all you layman's out there. That's Just right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And what we mean by that is letting things happen when they're supposed to happen mm-hmm. and not trying to make things happen when they're not supposed to happen. And so how often do you take your own advice when you say that? Uh, I, I do it quite a bit when I feel myself getting f- maybe frustrated mm-hmm. with a client. And, and so this, I think this is a good opportunity to maybe talk a little bit about clients um, without revealing too much information because as counselors, we can talk about clients with one another. Um, we have to. We yeah. have to. Um, we process with each other, but we don't give a lot of client. We don't tell you know. We don't mention the client's name. We don't necessarily reveal their gender. Uh, we don't necessarily. We don't give any information uh, about their background or too much information about their background. But I have a lot of clients that I I'm. S- get frustrated with. I can even feel it in my body. Yeah, I can see um, it. In your shoulders? In my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And You should have seen her face yeah. earlier. <laughs> her judgment, judgment is real. Lots of judgment there. I was like, I was like are you going to stop? Ju- the judgment on your face needs to I go know. away right now. Yeah. She's about to turn around. I'm guilty of being judgmental. <laughs> we all are. And the thing is, just to stop, and you can keep going, but yeah. like, the more we deny the fact that we are judgmental people, mm-hmm. And we are not completely objective. Right. The better that we could do. That's true. Right. We That's can't true. we can't ignore that. We are biased right. from birth, basically. Right. Right. But I do I have a client um that's been with their partner. Uh they were ma- they were married and then uh divorced and just hearing their story and telling me before we got married, um, this person cheated on me mm-hmm. and they married them anyway and during their marriage there may have been some indiscretions there and just and now that they're divorced they're trying to rekindle that relationship and my client is trying to make things happen that necessarily may not happen because of the partner 
that she's she's she wants this person to be a certain way and that person is not going to be a certain way because that's just not who they are and so does my client accept this person for who they are and maybe be miserable or do they move on from this person and figure out there are other options out there. There are other opportunities out there. There are other um, opportunities out there for me to grow and to change. So here's the question Mm -hmm. that I'll ask my friends because I have so many. Katrina is my only one. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'll say, do you want me to answer this as a friend or as a therapist, right? right? When your friends need you for advice, right? Right, right. You gotta ask them which one do they want because right. they're gonna be two completely different answers. You know, like you, I've got a client in my office. I'm like, look, if I was a friend, mm-hmm. this would not be my answer. But here's the conf- confrontation that you need, mm-hmm. right? 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 Um, because I'm not, and right. this is the objective point of view. You know, so how do you, with this case that you're talking of, because you know what you're talking or who you're speaking about, mm-hmm. do you feel like you've been objective? Excuse me. I have been. Um, I've told this client, I can't make any decisions for you. It's your decision. It's your life. And I've had to tell myself that when the session ends, (laughs) I've had to say, okay, did I try to fix anything? Did I try to impose my values on that client? And that's the most important thing. I have to be able to say, no, I didn't try to fix it. And I didn't try to impose my values on that client. Hmm. Because that's so important for you, for us as counselors not to do. Our values are very different from our clients, Mm -hmm. from anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Values (coughs) is a big discussion. Yeah. um, For imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was asked once by a person that I respect. Mm -hmm. He said, do you feel like you have this? Did you need to get that, Katrina? I'm just No, that's not my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Not my phone. (laughs) Um, He said, um, do you feel like an imposter because your life is in such disarray? Mm -hmm. And at that point, it was. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I really have thought about that. And ever since that, um, I've really tried to walk the walk, mm-hmm. right? Not just be here as a therapist and know everything to say and how to be and make other people feel good, but actually kind of fulfilling that myself. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, because without that, that's what makes me feel like an imposter. Mm-hmm. If I'm not going, if I don't have, let's go Abraham Maslow's hierarchy, right? Right, right. Obviously, I need the safety. I need the physiological needs, or sorry, physiological needs first, safety, you know, self-esteem, however the shit goes. Right. And then, you know, enlightenment, which obviously I'm at. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know. um, You're doing good. You're doing good. I'm working through it. Carl Jung says it's all research until 40. So, you know, I'm I'm happy. I got five years. I just revealed my age, but that's all right. Um, So, yeah. I don't know. The imposter part is real. Mm-hmm. If you don't have your life in check because you think you're, well, you're still helping mm-hmm. either way. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I have to think of it is because my life's not going to be perfect. Right. Typically, I make my own storms. I make a lot of them. Right. You know. Right. Um, so I really have to kind of. That's what. That's it. I try to separate mm-hmm. myself from my crazy mm-hmm. to be that person that I can be. Right. Right. With elegance and grace. You know, but then why do I go back to my my home life? Yeah. You know, we can't do for ourselves right. what we're doing for everybody right. else. And right. we hope we're not screwing them up. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm reading a book on imposter syndrome right now um, by Caroline Halanigan. Um, okay. And one of the things she says about uh, those of us who suffer from imposter syndrome, and it, it does not, it ranges across the board it doesn't it, it's across genders um, ethnicities races whatever uh, the one thing about imposter syndrome is that we try to be perfect and when we try to be perfect and we try to please others that's when we start to feel like an imposter mm-hmm. because there's this sense of we have to be perfect and when you think about it there is no Perfection. I always tell my clients, progress, not perfection. Progress, oh, not perfection. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because there is no perfection. No, I, well, I just tell them perfection is boring. Why yeah. would you want to be that? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but imposter syndrome comes from, am I doing the right thing? Did I say the right thing? Did I not say the right thing? Could I have said something different? Do people like me? Do people like me? Yes, yes, yes. That is a universal mm-hmm. And so until you face the fact that people are not going to like, like not everybody, I, I make the best pecan pie on earth, I'll tell you. Right. I'm going to tell you, I do. And So does my mom. Okay, see exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like everybody's not going to like your pie. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, as much as I do. Um, yeah, no, that that's a, that's a tough one to deal with. Yeah. Because if we can't, face that part of ourselves. So I will I will say that the hardest part of my job mm-hmm. is self-reflection. Oh my God, I was just, say, oh, we're on the same wavelength. Look at this. <laughs> I was just about to say that is self-reflection is yeah. so hard. It's, a, it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> it is the worst because then you have to face yourself and you have to face your imperfections and you have to face those things that you don't necessarily like about You're yourself. You're denying it, yeah. Right, right, right. right. It's that shadow work. It's that shadow work, about. right, right, um, right. And we'll get into that later when we talk about Jung. Jung and yeah. all that yeah, jazz. All, yeah. Jung and all that jazz. Yeah. I'll have to read the Red Book. That's another That's good a podcast. Heady. That will be a good Jung one. Jung and all that jazz, yeah. Jung and all that jazz, jazz. I like yeah. it. I like it. We might actually, I'll bring my saxophone out. Yeah. I haven't played in 15 years, it'll be terrible. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. And it is, it is so hard because, and I think that contributes to all the imposter, right? We have to Mm self-reflect in an honest way. Like I, we buy our own bullshit. Mm -hmm. We do Mm -hmm. all the time. Justification is a real thing. We're going to do what we want when we want it. Right. Right. And we're going to continue to repeat patterns. Right. Right. And we need somebody objective to try to look at those patterns and call mm-hmm. us out and be brave enough to do so. Right. 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 But we also have to um, be responsible for our actions and be responsible for whatever outcomes and not yes. blame anybody else but ourselves if something doesn't go right. Case in point, 
I, <laughs> I have an, I started seeing a new client and I don't know why this came out or how it came out this way, but we were talking about her cur- you know, career path and, and I said, is this something, do you just want to be this? And then I said, oh my God, I did not mean that the way it sounded. Do you mm. just want to be this? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like almost as though, are you settling for this? That can hit heavy and, on a it, client. And, and it really. They, they respect you. Right. And I said, I am so, in that moment, I said, I am so sorry. That is not the way I wanted to say that. I wanted to say it this way. And then I totally reframed it. But in those moments, those in-between moments, as I talked about before, we do make mistakes and we're not perfect. And I had to own up for that. And I took total responsibility for that. And that's what I mean. We have to take total responsibility and be, like you, we talked about self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And I did a ton of self-reflection on the way home. I'm driving. I'm like, oh, I hope I didn't ruin that client. I hope I didn't hurt her feelings. I, <laughs> is she going right. to come back? Is she going to come back? Right. You know? <laughs> right. But what if you had said something like, I'm sorry. That came from my own bias mm-hmm. and my own life. Like, Something mm-hmm. super personal. Mm-hmm. That's intimacy right there. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, okay, because sometimes I can, like like you said, reframe, mm-hmm. do this and do that. Mm-hmm. But there are some nice moments, you know, that I get. And I'm like, you know right. what? I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I missed this. Or mm-hmm. I think I was coming from my place and how mm-hmm. I lived or grew up absolutely and that's not yours at all so right. I I have to apologize and and we'll like retract because they're feeling a certain kind of way and they don't know why right and it's basically because I'm putting I'm pushing my bias onto them and they're trying to get something from me right. and they respect that authority mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. So it's not fair unless I can really say, these are my values. These are my insights. Obviously, we're human and we're never perfect. Far from it. Maybe the we're like farthest from perfect that we can be, right. which is why we do what we do, um, or at least me. But um, that's hard to recognize in the moment mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. To, and to admit in some kind of way. Yeah. And I had to admit to it in that moment because looking at that client and knowing that that client was very fragile. This was their very first session. It took a lot for them to, to be there and to share some of the things that they were sharing for yeah. me with me. And for me to say it the way it came out was, it was a cringe moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> it Maybe really, that's what you it, should have said. It, that was so cringeworthy cringy. for me. I, did, I'm so I sorry. said it to that effect. Like, <laughs> I... I have nothing, to, you know, I love that career. That's something that I even thought about doing myself. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't understand why it came out that way. And that client was very understanding and, you know, oh, no, that, I totally understand. I, I totally know where you're coming from. So hopefully, hopefully. Do you know why, though? That you, I said that? Do you know why you said that? With such bias? Um, because I think in that moment I was trying to fix. <laughs> fix what? Fix the problem. What's the problem? What was the, the problem? problem? Um, without getting too much information, 
mm-hmm. um, wanting to branch out on their own and do something different rather than what others wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think that came from. Well, because you're an independent woman, right? Right, 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 right. Right, and you're like... But it took me a long time, I guess I, I, I should say that, and and say it took me a long time to get where I am today mm-hmm. where I can say I'm an independent woman to some extent and can make in, you know choices and decisions on my own, but it took a long time to get there because, oh, this is a process moment in that moment I saw myself and her and trying to do things to please other people I love it yeah that was it that's it that was it that was it because you're like no I've worked my ass off right to be an independent woman and stand on my own two feet no matter what right that's very important to Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and so that's very important to her and it's very important to her okay Uh uh-huh it came out Mm -hmm. in all ways Mm -hmm. that's crazy it's not crazy. It's actually completely sane. No. But I'm so sane, glad that you just processed it just now. I just processed it. This is what we right call right. an in-process <laughs> moment, folks. And it was very, that's very authentic. And I just that figured was. that out right now is because that was something that I struggled with. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That was real. And right. that's what we're here for, to mm-hmm. try. And that's what we're here for. Because I needed, like I said earlier, an outlet, a creative one, because mm-hmm. I was getting burnt out with mm-hmm. my clients. Not right. not you guys. I love right. you guys. Right. But I take a lot on. Mm-hmm. You take a lot on. Mm-hmm. And so to have a creative outlet, once I, like, was, we were talking about the podcast, and mm-hmm. I started going and do, doing Lyra again, which is suspended hoop in the air. Yeah. And so just a lot of crea- creative things. Right. I kind of unlocked it a little right. bit, right. and I want to continue to do that mm-hmm. because the burnout is real. If the burnout is real. That's yes, right. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And you stop realizing, like, because being in the moment and authentic and real and still trying to be the helper. That takes a lot of friggin' work. Yes. <laughs> People don't understand that. People say, oh, I'm a good listener. I tell my, I used to tell my students that all the time. I know you think you're a good listener, but when you have to do it for a living, it's totally different. Well, I'm glad you tell them that because right. that is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we were just talking earlier. I'm going on vacation. I have 10 clients in two days. Mm-hmm. My max typically is four. Right. Right? right. I have a, I have a, this is not too indicating, but like I have a dentist client who's like, you should see more and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're looking down fucking teeth all day, right, right. dude. <laughs> like, please. They could say whatever they want. Right. Like, oh, you're like, yeah, good job. Right. And so this takes a lot more energy. If I worked a physical demanding, a physically mm-hmm. demanding job, mm-hmm. some and sometimes I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's easier, right, than what we do, right? Because it's a mentally, it's a mental toll so that much. we take on every single time we see a client, and it stays. And it's it not stays. like. Right. Yeah, it stays, right. Right. Right? right? And so that's the heart. It's just not like it's, okay, had a day of work, come and go. Right. I'm not denouncing other people's jobs. They right. work hard. They work hard, It's right. just like it's hard to understand the plight of, like, a, a mental health counselor, whomever, especially if you're with your loved one mm-hmm. and they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, I just don't, they come and they're like, I just, I just don't want to talk right now. Yeah. Squeeze me if you want. Squeeze right. all this random energy out mm-hmm. of me but do not talk right Shh. 
That's right. <laughs> and that's why we have Netflix. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have our favorite shows that I that we watch. Uh-huh, we yeah. look forward to all the exactly. time. But but yeah, I think that um, the mental toll too is what was totally unexpected. Yes. I didn't think I would be as invested mentally, physically, uh, invested in my clients as I am right now. I had a client call me today or text me first. And today is Sunday, my off day, and text me and said, can I call you? Mm-hmm. Sure. And tell me this, this, this happened. And it, it was super challenging for me emotionally, but I'm okay. I just want to let you know I'm okay first. And so our next episode is going to be on boundaries. On boundaries, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they do get charged for those too. But anyway, no, just kidding. Not kidding. Not, <laughs> not kidding. kidding. There's a fee schedule for Yeah, they do get charged this for is those. Not, it was not a soup kitchen. I'm just Right, saying. right. But, um, but so, yeah, it's not something that we just turn on and off. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. If you're a human being, um, if you believe in energy like I do, I sometimes take on the energy of my clients. I try not to. Um, when I find myself doing that, though, I make sure that I cleanse myself of all that energy. How? Okay, I told you. Did I tell you about the book Trust Your Vibes? Mm-mm. Where she's talking. Well, she's talking about how to block some of the energy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you want to accept it, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how you help mm-hmm. connect you with the client. Right. But like, yeah, There's remind me to give you that. It's Trust Your Vibe. Yeah. I can't remember the author. Yeah. Um, but she talks about that specifically. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that I wear. Like I, I have on my, um, my hematite ring right now, which is supposed to block all negative energy. Mm-hmm. I have that Saw on. That. I wear that uh, when I'm seeing my clients. You're wearing it on your right hand. Yeah. And on the same fingers, I'm wearing the ring that I have engraved intuition on the inside. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so what is your hematite? Is that what you call it? Is yeah, hematite is supposed to absorb all negative energy. All emotional. Oh, thank God, because all emotional that baggage. absorbed mine before this. Because like, <laughs> I was like, Katrina, I can't do this. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're doing this today. <laughs> I took a shower and, and I'm this dressed. Is why I drink. I know. She said, I took a shower. I was like, we cannot let that shower go to waste. And I'm dressed. I'm not canceling on this girl. We're doing this today. Oh so four glasses of wine later. I'm yes. okay, guys. <laughs> Heather's four glasses. Yeah, no, she's been uh, appropriate. I'm being very appropriate. But anyway, so <laughs> I've had many of these rings, and once they, sometimes they break, and my theory is when they break is that they've absorbed all the energy that they can take, and so they've, they've served their purpose. Really? And so I just let them go. But um, I do that, and then every night uh, before I go to bed, I, you know, sage my my. my Sleeping space, my bedroom, all wow, of that. Wow, you hippie! Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm very. I'm a, my I'm best a hippie. Hippie vibes, yes. Um, so basically, you know, you're wearing this hematite mm-hmm. on your right hand, mm-hmm. ring finger. Right. Is that like what you switch over when you don't want people to know you're married? Um, Tell the truth. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, kidding. No, just kidding. No, that's really cool. But just so kidding. it'll they'll just break. Mm-hmm. It'll break. Hmm. It'll break. 
it'll just, it, and sometimes I'll hit it a little bit too hard. To make it break? break? No, but <laughs> yeah. not to make it break. I'm done. Yes, but sometimes <laughs> I'll just go like this and it'll just crack off. <laughs> but I think as counselors, we, we all have our rituals that we have to do mm-hmm. at the end of the day um, so that we feel uh, safe and sane in our own spaces because the last thing we want to do is to bring you know, however you want to put it, that energy or baggage or whatever, and I, I, baggage may not be the right word, but that energy from another client for, or from anybody else into your home, which is considered my safe space. Absolutely. And so I want to make sure that that space is clear and that the only energy in that space is mine or the energy of my family members. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, we all have our, I think, Definitely have a mm-hmm. ritual we have to rituals. do that. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking to my mom, mama. Yeah. Um, and she's like, Heather, if even, even if you have to walk to them, because I work from home and yeah. they're physically there. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you, have, if you have to walk to the mailbox right. to reset, yes. do that. Yes. Right. So like yes. basically my mom's a therapist and I just bring her in. Right. The sessions <laughs> with me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a hard reset. So yeah, totally right. Um, but ding, do you want to do the ding, ding, ding? Is that our time? <laughs> I think that's our time. That's our time. That's our time. Yeah. We, so. there's so, and, and, and because of the perfectionist that I am, I'm like, oh, we didn't get to talk about this. I know. And we didn't get to talk about that, but, um, we're going to have other podcasts together and we can bring those things up and eventually get to a point where we ask people to, you know, um, we're live Q and a, but then I want to ask that question. Like you're like, well, okay, there's so many things I want to, but that's what you do in sessions, isn't it? True. Yes. Me too. (laughs) I, there's so many things I'm going to try to push this and push this in. Yes. When honestly, those things, those things, you don't, they will come up as they need to come up. Exactly. Cause I thought about the same thing and I was like, you know, it will come as it needs. There's nothing that's going to be left out. Right. Nothing. Right. Right. So right. you don't have to push it. Yeah. You don't. All those things that are on your mind, push them out. Cause they'll be there again. Right. It's all good. Cause it's you, that's right. you know? So, um, but yeah, you were saying like, we're, yeah, the live Q and a, we're going to have colleagues mm-hmm. and you know, just clients even who want to hear about mm-hmm. what therapists think or how, you know, because a lot of them, people are intimidated. Yeah. And it makes it very hard um, for them to open up. We'll talk about boring topics. We'll talk yeah. about rich topics. That's right. I'll rant. <laughs> She'll rant. We'll change the format from uh, here to there. Yeah. We as, may, do, we we do, may do some stuff outside as the weather yes, gets better. That's actually true. Fingers if we crossed. can if we yeah, if we can figure out this whole technical situation, mm-hmm. we'll do it from place to place mm-hmm. because that's also self care. Right. This is self care for me right, right now. Yeah, me too. So this was great. No, it is. Yes. And I really hope. Yeah. Katrina. Yes. Yes, Heather. That is <laughs> that is this is actually recording. <laughs> I hope so too, Heather. If it's not recording, we're in trouble. Is that, and I we have are part in of it. I have part of it on my phone. Oh, I, for, good for you. I forgot to start it at the beginning, but I have almost good. 38 minutes of us well, speaking on my phone we'll, just in case. We'll make it work. Yes, we'll, we'll make it work. So, all right. So, the ending. So, like, our time's up. Beautiful gong. And uh, we look forward to seeing you win. Yeah. When do we look forward to seeing our. our people again i would probably say, like 
What, do, what would you say? I would say like within the next couple of weeks at least. Yeah. yeah. Especially if we can get the same room where we figure out some mm-hmm. outside space that we can do it and mm-hmm. the sound is good. And the sound And it's good. only going to get better from here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Better and worse at the same yes. time. <laughs> Which is my fantasy. And thank you for being on this journey with us for the very first time. And we are, again, this is our first time, our first podcast. So there's lots of things to work out, lots of kinks and bumps and we're going to figure it all out. and um, I don't care. I have fun. Make it the way we want to make it. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any shout-outs? Do you want to give any shout-outs? Um, no, not right now. I just, I maybe, I let's give a shout out to Drew. Yeah. Yes. She calls him Drew. Um, <laughs> Drew Boo. I call him, I call him Biggles. I don't know where that. I'm going to call him Drew Boo from now Drew on. Drew Boo. Oh, I love it. I call him Rue sometimes, oh, so it okay. works. Okay. Uh, and uh, he is our tech guy slash just funny ass yes. friend, yeah. love. We love him. Um, and uh, so hopefully his advice was correct today because this will all be recorded. And if not, I'm going to blame him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah. And that's, like we said, that's our time. That's right? our time. All right. We're going to sign off. I'm going to. Until gonna... the next time. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you. <laughs> Should I press the, yeah. that button? Do you want to press it? Oh, I'll press it. Yeah.